Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Thanks to everyone who supports Daily Tech News Show directly. To find out more, head to dailytechnewsshow.com slash support. This is the Daily Tech News for Monday, October 29th, 2018 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. And from Studio Feline, I'm Sarah Lane. Also in Los Angeles, I'm Lamar Wilson. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chang. In the fringes of uh, the LA County area, mm-hmm. <laughs> the fringes. I so like much, that show. So much effort to describe where Roger is because he's, <laughs> he's so secretive. He is secretive, lurking location. Hey, uh, we're going to talk about, of course, the big news: the Red Hat uh, merger. Uh, we're also going to discuss the idea of subscribing to your apps instead of buying them from an app store. But let's start with a few other tech things you should know. Walmart is testing an automated store called Sam's Club Now in Dallas, Texas. The company will use it to try out new technology. A scan-and-go app lets customers scan items that they put in their cart and then pay for them on their phone. And Apple will also use machine learning to help create shopping lists and map out the best route throughout the store. I was just talking about that yesterday. Microsoft is adding sandbox mode to its Windows Defender antivirus software. The mode keeps the program isolated from the rest of the software running on a computer, reducing the chance of damage spreading. Ah, Just like Chrome. The UK's EasyJet airline said it is moving to the next step of engine development for an electric passenger jet aimed to be used on 500-kilometer routes by 2027. EasyJet is developing the aircraft along with Wright Electric, which will test the engine in a nine-seat plane next year. It's already successfully tested it on a two-seat plane. Boeing, backed Sunum, and Siemens also developing electric motors for aircraft. Uh, saves on fuel, uh, emits less carbon, theoretically. So there you go. Check it out. Hope it's safe. All right, let's talk a little more about that big old merger acquisition, whatever you call it. Well, something big happened? Oh, okay. I'll, I'll just read this. <laughs> IBM has agreed to acquire Red Hat for $34 billion. One of the largest tech acquisitions in U.S. history. IBM intends to make Red Hat a unit in its hybrid cloud business. The deal is subject to regulatory uh, approval and Red Hat shareholder approval and is suspected to close as early as the second half of next year. So um, I, I guess not to be cynical here, I knew IBM has been working in the background for years. Didn't know they had $34 billion in cash just oh, kind of yeah. 
hanging around. That server business is doing quite well. Servers doing are quite well there. Uh, IBM's big business is cloud. Uh, right. They are the third largest cloud provider, um, but they are huge in the in the larger enterprises. Weren't they and, first? Uh, well, at one point, yeah, I think they yeah, probably yeah, were. But yeah. but yeah, it's it's now you got Microsoft Pretty. Azure, you got Amazon right. Web Services out there, and IBM wants to move back. Well, not back, but they they want to expand that marketplace. So Red Hat is going to be their sales. Uh, juicer it's going to it's going to inject some sales love uh into this by providing uh a an open platform that fits in well with ibm's existing open platform uh that is trusted uh and is a, a big business um a lot of people see this different ways i've seen people say this is exactly what ibm needs uh it gets the sales injection from red hat that it needs to expand its cloud business at a time when it needs to expand its cloud business i've seen other people say red hat's on the decline this ain't gonna save it two rats on a sinking ship doesn't make the ship go back up it's not exactly is what ibm I said. sinking I I mean IBM's listing, <laughs> it's not sinking. <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, it's you know it it, it is uh, it does not have the rosiest of earnings reports all the time. It's not not in you know disaster mode or anything. But if it wants to keep growing, it has to do something big, and this is something big. Yeah, I was just watching them on, on CNBC today. Actually, last week, just looking at their stock, and they're 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 doing pretty well for a name that I just haven't really heard or thought of for. Uh, for some years, so yeah, th- th- this you know this sent the stock rising up uh, considerably, and you know I-, I wish the I wish the best for them. I-, I don't understand really what Red Hat did beyond I know it's Linux. Uh, either one of you want to just just in case someone doesn't know, want to yeah, just kind of explain what they do. Red Hat is the poster child for how to make money off an open source platform, right? So so <laughs> okay. Red Hat Linux is, is an open source uh, operating system that anybody can download for free and use. But what you want is the service level agreement. What you want is the support staff that says, hey, you're running this on your servers, you're running this in your enterprise, we'll make sure that it's running well, we'll provide the service and support that you need uh, to make sure that you have everything you need to keep it running, we'll provide regular patches and updates to you, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So they they sell those kind of contracts, uh, which is similar to why Microsoft has moved Windows 10 to be free to consumers but they still sell licenses to the enterprise because those licenses include the ability to push out regular updates, uh, provide su- sales and support or, or support directly. So that's essentially what they're doing. And and Red, you don't recognize it as well as Windows because there's no consumer version of Red Hat similar to a Windows 10 for your desktop. Right. Thank you. That was great. Yeah, sure. I hope that's right. OnePlus... OnePlus announced the OnePlus 6T phone coming to the U.S. on T-Mobile also will be compatible with Verizon. The 6.41-inch phone comes with a Snapdragon 845 chipset and in-screen fingerprint sensor. Won't have a headphone jack and will not include USB-C headphones in the box anyway. The OnePlus 6T will be available from November 1st, starting at $549. Yes, I'll be getting my hand on this this week. They they confirmed they're gonna gonna send it to me. I I, I guess I'm most interested in that in screen fingerprint scanner. I've never played with a phone that has that. Um, you know, but the price looks great, doesn't it? I mean, five forty nine dual cameras, that that kind of newer technology in it. Uh, the, the one of the latest chipsets that's being used. Um, I I I mean, for an Android phone, it looks great. One one tweet I saw said, um, you you mix this and the and the Pixels cameras. And if, if you were to combine that, if like a Google bought them, it'd be like the perfect Android phone. I don't know if you all agree with that. But yeah, yeah, 
five. I'm no headphone jack, no USB C input. Lamar, does that? Does that? I mean, it has a US, sorry, sorry, sorry. It has a USB C input, just yeah, no USB input. headphone headphones in the box. Uh, you have to bo- bring it. your own. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. they don't put them in a the box. Uh, headphones, though. No, I'm Bluetooth now. I've been Bluetooth for the last couple of years. I'm not. I'm not dismissing people who have strong feelings about that. Uh, it's just not my use case anymore. And you know, this is this is not the highest level phone you can get, but it's also five hundred forty nine bucks. I mean, OnePlus has built their name on saying we're making high end phones, but we make them at a price you can afford for you know four hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, etc. This is really not that much of a, an improvement on the OnePlus Six. It provides that under screen fingerprint. Uh, sensor which is nifty and it gets rid of the headphone jack which is not nifty uh you know and a couple other tweaks here and there you know the camera's nice uh i i think with with the the sort of receding essential uh not coming out with another phone this one takes over in my mind the sort of best android phone you can get for the money but but forget the android for best phone you can get for the money probably we'll see what the reviews are with it yeah uh, speaking of phones, let's compare this to another phone that's out today that is much more expensive. In fact, it is about twice as expensive uh, as the OnePlus 60. Uh, Verizon and AT&T will begin selling the Red Hydrogen One phone for $1,295 starting November 2nd. This is the one that has a holographic screen. And then, of course, the proprietary ability to record 3D video that can be played back on the holographic screen. Verge is not impressed. Uh, they've been playing with it for a couple of weeks and uh, says, in the Verge's words, does not live up to the hype. So, you know, maybe it's a, a victim of never never buy first generation technology and it'll get better. Um, I don't know that just having a holographic screen, even if it lived up to the hype, would be enough for me to want to spend this much money on an otherwise okay phone. I mean, it's 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 just got regular top-end phone specs. It's not an improvement on the iPhone 10 or the S10 from Samsung. Yeah, I mean, it's an older chipset. Uh, it doesn't have, well, well it's reading. Right. It's, it's, not it's not waterproof. It's not even the 846. It You're right. It's, it was delayed. Uh, the cameras are okay. Like, I, And I'll, I'll, I'm just wondering, like, how to justify that price. It, even if it was said the 3D is not more impressive than the 3DS, the Nintendo 3DS that came out years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wonder who, who except the, the, the tech heads, are really going to be interested in this phone. I don't yeah. think it's going to sell well. And it, it's not so much the price. Uh, the price is high. The price, yeah. But the absolutely. S10. The price the, is high, but I mean, it's, you know, the S10 and what the I paid for my latest iPhone. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Th- those are exactly. high too now. So you're not. I, I would compare it to the Galaxy S10 and the iPhone XS, and it doesn't compare very well, even if the holographic screen is is crazy cool. It, you're just not getting as much for your money, I don't think. Well, especially if you know if if you've got a holographic screen and you have the ability to re- to record video and then play back in a really cool way on that screen, you end up being like, "Hey, Lamar, look at this on my phone. Look." Look what it can do. Yeah, and then you so, really yeah, should. It's, it's it. Yeah, it's it. It sort of ends up it's kind cool of. For a little yeah, bit. it's a little bit of a party trick. Well, what's disappointing is that the the camera quality is just okay. Yeah, um, and it's red. You know, this is a company that's made its name Thank in digital you. cinematography. This is the <laughs> we we were the first to come out with a four K, you know, camera and, and a whole workflow, and this is your phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's an excellent come, point if they had come out with this a year ago it would 
compare more favorably to the S9 and the iPhone 10. Uh, but a, a, a year old processor and a phone that's selling for $1,300? Hmm, I don't think so. Well, maybe you'll like this next one, Tom. Researchers at MIT built a software program called BME, that's B E E M E, that lets people suggest actions for a hired actor to perform and then vote on which action that actor, that actor should take next. So it reminded me of subservient chicken, but actually real. Starting at 10 p.m. Eastern time on Halloween, that's tomorrow, the internet can help a human player in his or her quest to defeat an evil AI, as it's uh, described. When the social experiment begins, the audience will be able to hear and see what the actor experiences, but won't be able to make the actor perform any commands that might endanger dignity or privacy or well-being. The experiment is not unlike Twitch Plays Pokemon. You might remember that was a viral experiment back from 2014, which holds the Guinness World Record for having the most participants, that's 1,165,140 players, in a single-player online video game. So there is something to the hive mind telling somebody what to do and what to do next. Is anyone going to participate in this tomorrow? Um, I might, I don't know. I might. I mean, I'm not going out for Halloween, so <laughs> be, be mean, you might, might be my, might be my Halloween party. I, I think the thing I like about this the best is the MIT folks working on this are, are saying we're doing this to see how the audience uses it. This isn't right. a publicity stunt like subservient chicken. This isn't just a fun thing, you know, that we're throwing up on Twitch. They're actually studying like, how does the internet coalesce around this sort of thing? Which people stick around even though their choices aren't always used because it's a hive mind? Which people, you know, go in for a couple of times and then get bored and wander off? Uh, it's it's a really interesting study of internet behavior that I think is important more now than ever when we're attributing all kinds of effects on the real world world to internet behavior without doing enough to understand what causes internet behavior. I think the fact that this, uh, the, the per, at least for this particular experiment tomorrow is uh, a human actor. Um, this is a person who's going to be, you know, again, within reason, um, going off what the internet is, is telling uh the the article called it a him so perhaps there's already a male uh, actor that's I think been the, the video, um, hired for this the promo video shows a, a male as well i think uh, okay so yeah we'll we'll call it a him that's interesting okay but i think that uh, you know it points to again this is this is actual real research would this be a human in the future eh, maybe maybe not maybe it's a robot maybe it's an ai type of a situation but yes d- does the does the greater internet have the best interest in mind for this particular actor whether it's human or not to 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 defeat whatever game uh they're playing i don't know it's it's uh I, i'm gonna have to see it in action but i'll definitely be checking in it is cool yeah, to think- it, yeah go ahead lamar i was gonna say real quick years ago in revision three this was done with a uh, a human and I, you know it was a youtuber who kind of had had the the crowd or the audience uh control their life you know so th- 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 you know and it didn't go well uh so th- th- this type of thing you know has been around i'm interested that it's going to be in, in digital form uh at this point uh to see yeah just like sarah said how how do, how are people going to treat this man uh tomorrow well is it going to be disaster or is it going to be cool also the mit researchers are, are saying you can you can nominate whatever you want it to do 
but we will put some barriers to say like, you know, you can't cause himself, uh, he can't be do anything undignified or cause himself or others harm stuff like that. So, you know, there's some, mm-hmm. there's some reasonable guardrails on it to, yeah, to keep it interesting. All right. Speaking of interesting, uh, that segue was great. Sony announced uh, 20 games that will ship on a miniaturized PlayStation Classic when it goes on sale December 3rd for $99.99. The, uh, sorry, something popped up there. The uh, list varies by region. The U.S. version now adds Grand Theft Auto, Metal Gear Solid, Rayman and Rainbow Six, though no Crash Bandicoot or Tomb Raider games. The Japan version will come with Parasite Eve and Saga Frontier. So, um, yeah, I looked at the full list and, you know, I, so there was, you know, obviously there's no Spyro, uh, which a lot of people wanted, but Spar- they're coming out with the, you know, refresh trilogy. I, I can see why Activision kind of held that back. Mm. Um, I, I, I mean, it is what it is. I, I know some people are not ha- happy about the, the, the list, but I, I just think with the different rights and things going on, this is probably the best they could do for you know, for because everybody's doing these remasters now. So, although I, I mean, yeah. wouldn't you want it on there to be, get people who are buying the, the people who I, buy I, this kind of thing are the most excited gamers? Wouldn't you want them to get excited about your old title again so they'd be more willing to buy the new stuff? I, I if I was a developer, I, I would, but maybe they feel like that threat is going to threaten the new game that's going to come out. They won't have, they won't want to buy the new one if they. I just, I just don't think it threatens it. it. Like, I, I don't, it, I, think I don't think it, it does either. I think it encourages it. Yeah, uh, is are you all any PS, PS1 gamers in any either? Anyone I used ever? to be. I when okay. I had my PS3. So this is the one thing that bugs me, and this bugs me with all these, uh, you know, nostalgic. Like we're gonna package all the old games you love into a little, you know, version of the thing that you played as a kid or when you were younger. Is that um, a lot of these games were available on the PS3 because PS3 supported PS1 backward compatibility? You just buy it online. You pay like mm-hmm. five bucks and you would get the game. I guess people want the little, you know. You guess. Thing. You've yeah, seen how people, crazy people, people want it, but get it's not against the same these mini consoles. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's an emulated system. You can rail system, against so. them being excited, but it doesn't change the fact that people go crazy for this stuff. I they know. Do. I don't understand it. You know what it is? You know what it is when, when Nintendo started this, you know, with the, with the NES? It's a collectible. Like, mine sits on a mm-hmm. shelf. Like, I don't. I have. Only if people come over and they're like, "Ooh, what's that? Do we play it?" But it's a it's a collectible that you can say, "Hey, I have this miniature thing that has twenty games on it. Uh, this one comes with two controllers." I mean, yeah, I mean, it, people spend money on worth stuff. Yeah, I, I, it probably won't get used more than a few times, but I, I think it's, it's cool. It's the same reason people buy candy in the shape of other food, even though it doesn't taste anything <laughs> like that food. <laughs> Because they're like, oh, look, cool. It's a cute little thing that's kind of like the real thing. Like, there's something fascinating about that. Candied cigarettes. I ate sour gummies <laughs> in the form of octopuses right? over the weekend. So right. that's it a thing. Didn't taste yeah. like calamari, I'm guessing. Nope, nope. sure didn't. Yeah. All right. It was good, though. Well, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to dailytechheadlines.com. Hey. XDA reports. That back in late June, an XDA-recognized developer, Quinny899, or Kieran Quinn of Mighty Quinn Apps, spotted a Play Store feature called Play Pass in the development code. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. 
feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price-performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe tap-to-pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Okay, so this was not in the public, uh, publicly released version of Play, but in the development code, there was a reference to some kind of Play Store feature called Play Pass, and it's still there. 9to5Google uh, looked today and said, yep, we still see it too. This week, Kieran's friends sent a screenshot of a survey they received in Google Opinion Rewards, which asked how well the name Pass described a service that offered hundreds of dollars worth of apps and games for a monthly fee. Now, they didn't mention how much that fee would be. Also, they didn't call it Play Pass, but it was a Google survey. So XDA, you know, puts one and one together and gets two. Uh, It sounds like Google is at least investigating the idea of a subscriber option for Google Play. Now, to figure out what that would be, everybody reporting on this story has gone through the same exercise saying, well, a lot of games are free with in-app purchases, so those wouldn't be part of it. Uh, it's Games are very obviously the, the biggest thing for a subscription service, so it's probably not just going to be full of productivity software. So <laughs> the guess is they would have to put together a group of high-level software that's mostly games that you buy once and play forever and offer it as a monthly service, probably with a limited number of, of apps that you could choose from. You, could, you couldn't you know, just download hundreds of hundreds of apps because presumably once you've added it, you get to keep it. It doesn't go away. That's the other part of this that's, that would be unclear until such a thing were to actually launch. I wanted to discuss on the show today, what do you, what do you think of the idea of, of a subscription service? We've got so many subscription services for clothing, for food, obviously for movies and TV shows. What about one for apps? Um, I, I'll go first. Um, I, I, I have mixed feelings about those because I, I see what they're doing. And I'm a user of the Xbox Game Pass. Uh, I know PlayStation has their you know equivalent Game Pass out there. So if you're talking about games... I see where this could be beneficial, but you know, 
being on mobile, I don't see how they could do more than five bucks a month. You know, there's there's something like that, and they had high level games that you can that you know that you can play as much as you want. That that's cool, but then you know, like, what if you stop it? You know, th- does it disconnect? Did you you know, does the app disappear? You know, what what happens? Um, but to answer your question about subscription service, I, yeah, I, I think it's out of control. Uh, you 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 end up like I mean, I'm, I'm subscribed to Netflix and uh, YouTube TV and. And uh, now I have the DC service and I'll have Disney service. I'm like, what happened to good old cable that we all wanted to cut cords from Tom? Thanks to your show. <laughs> what, what happened? What, what happened to good old cable? Now, now we're, we're back spending more uh, with all these subscription services. I, I don't know. Well, but I mean, Lamar, you, you mentioned $5. If it was $5 a month for not, not unlimited games and apps, but uh, a higher number of apps than you would probably buy otherwise. Mm-hmm. You know, I liken this to a music subscription service. Sure. That's why $10 a month works for me because I'm just not going to buy all the stuff. There's right. just no way. So even though, yeah, I don't own it. And yes, if I were to stop my uh, Apple music subscription, that would go away while I'm still, you know, you know, uh, uh, paying for it. I have so much more uh, access than I would otherwise. I, I find it to be, a really good use of my money. Adobe Creative Cloud is another example of something where I'm like, yeah, I'm actually kind of paying a little bit more than what I need, but that's just the way it goes these days because that's, you know, that's that's the subscription model that um that Adobe and many other companies have mm-hmm. have decided will actually get them more money in the long run. Um and, you know, it's kind of like leasing a car, right? For people like me, it's like, well, okay, it kind of it kind of works out well. At least the sticker shock is is minimal per month, even though in the long run, I'm going to be paying more. I think it all depends on yeah, what is exactly offered in this. What apps are excluded? Um, if there were a subscription model for this, you know, do you, because a lot of apps are free and a lot of apps are, are, you know, it's going to be like going to bed, bath and beyond, you know, you get your 20% off. Well, there's certain things that like aren't actually part of that 20% off, mm-hmm. right? Because they're, they're too high. Right. I, so I think I think we need a lot more information before yeah, sure, I sure. you know say whether it's a good idea or a bad. Well, idea. Yeah, at this point we're just saying, well, what what would be the subscription service that we'd be willing to pay for? It would have to be something. I think it's PlayStation Plus that lets you keep the game that you're getting as part of your your monthly subscription. Uh, you have to choose to download it. So if you don't download it, you don't get to go back and get it later. But once once you've downloaded it as part of the subscription, it's yours. So I would think it would have to be like that. Anything I get through Play Pass would have to be mine forever. Uh, after that and and it would then probably be a rolling number of like limited like maybe a dozen titles a month uh that you could you could choose from um i I just don't know that it would be compelling enough for me to do it i'm not that much of a mobile gamer where i always have to have new titles i'm sure there are people out there that are and this would probably work for them and i can't imagine there would be enough other non-game titles that would really contribute to me getting the most out of my device to make it worthwhile so, so let me ask you this. It, it might sound a little controversial uh, mm. uh, to the Google people. So, excuse me if it if it does. But, oh boy, but the, but go. the stats are clear. You Don't know, write the, me. The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the stats are pretty clear that that uh, on on average, when it comes to spending money uh, on iOS, it's a greater percentage. Even though they sell less phones mm. uh, than Android. Android is it's huge, but 
You're saying that de- de- developers still tend to make a little more money off apps on iOS versus Android. Yeah, yeah, they, they can't seem to get the same amount of people, even with more devices, to spend yeah, money. Don't put on, it like on, that. On they that's, can't that's, seem that's to. pretty. It's just a it's huh? just a way that it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. No. So so that well that wasn't a criticism. My, my thing was, are they coming out with this and and as a way to try to get those numbers, yeah, you know, yeah. those sales numbers up or discovery? No, uh, I'm not so. saying Android people are cheap. I'm just saying maybe maybe <laughs> it's just a discovery it. issue. Uh, if you're so, not saying it, right, don't right say it. <laughs> no, but uh, your your point is 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 perfectly right right on point. I, I I think this is a way for them to help developers make more money out of the Play Store for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, that's that's it for the Play Pass. But we want to hear from you. Feedback at DailyTechNewsShow.com. <laughs> Thanks also to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on others that are submitted by your peers at DailyTechNewsShow.reddit.com. Want to hang out on Facebook? Well, good news, we're there too. Facebook.com/groups/DailyTechNewsShow. All right, amateur traveler Chris Christensen is back, and he has a few security tips this time if you're using credit cards for travel. This is Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler with another Tech in Travel Minute. News just came out from Hong Kong's air carrier Cathay Pacific that more than 9.4 million Cathay Pacific and Cathay Dragon passengers have been affected by a data breach. Yet another data breach in the news. Now, I don't know what data was stolen, but certainly one of the things I think about is credit cards. And I would challenge you that you don't need to leave your credit card at every website that you use one at, including buying airplane tickets. You're probably not going to need to get access that fast that you couldn't just enter a credit card number again. That might help you. Or even better yet, you could use a one-time credit card number that you can get from many banks that can be used just for this purchase. And then even if somebody gets that credit card number, it's of no use to them. So think about that when you're using your credit card online. If only we could protect the websites from being breached in the first place. <laughs> I'm Chris Christensen from Amateur Traveler. Uh, that's good advice, Chris. Thanks for that. Good good tips mm-hmm. there. Uh, let's check out the mailbag. What do we got in there? Uh, we got a great email from Bruce who was responding to our uh, discussion on our roundtable last Friday with uh, with, um, with Nicole Lee and Ashley Escada. We were talking about privacy and how do you get people to care about privacy? Do we need laws in place? What do we do? Bruce says, you discuss some ideas around laws that could help protect privacy. And somebody mentioned there's a class of user who just can't be bothered. Beyond that, though, companies actively encourage users to give up their privacy to the point of bribing them. The first time my youngest daughter came to ask me for a Facebook account was because her game promised her gems if she linked it to a Facebook account, which she didn't have. A game that markets itself to, I think, four uh, age four plus, uh, and over users, so, you know, quite young, who are far too young to understand the implications of that action. Bruce says, for the record, she does not have the Facebook account. Yeah, no, just, just, just to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Marking a game four plus doesn't mean it's marketed to four year olds. <laughs> Marking a game four plus means there is nothing in this game that is uh, that is going to be a problem for anyone from four all the way up. So, right. you know, it, the way he wrote it makes it sound like this game is for four year olds and they want a Facebook account. That's wrong. Well, it, it may be that the game is actually marketed at a wider range and they're saying, hey, if you uh, log in with your Facebook account, that's fine. 
where it gets dicey is giving you extra stuff when you know that your game is played by children because you have approved it for all ages or almost all ages. That's a good point. Yeah. Thank you, Bruce. Uh, Thank you very much, Bruce. And thanks also to Lamar Wilson for being with us this fine Monday. Lamar, what's been going on with your world and how can people keep up with it? Well, you can check me out on YouTube at youtube.com slash Lamar Wilson. I do unboxings of all sorts of things. I mentioned earlier that I'll be getting my hands on that uh, OnePlus T uh, sometime this week. They they confirm they're, they're shipping it out. So I'm not one of those cool YouTubers that get it the day of. You know, I, you know I'm kind of like the, the third string, you know, like the Dodgers. I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. But um, I, <laughs> I, the Farm I'm League gonna... of app reviewers. <laughs> I, I, Write me. Don't write the show. Okay, I'm just I'm just playing. But uh, yeah, yeah, you can check them out on YouTube. There'll be a video coming out uh, today that's pretty fun. I have Lamar, a wig on. Lamar just made a lot of people in Boston very pleased. With <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that, it'll be cool. I, I'm curious uh, to find out what you think of the 6D. Um, yeah, so, I am too. So keep an eye out at youtube.com slash Lamar Wilson. Uh, and Thank also you. keep an eye out at patreon.com slash DTNS. Last Friday was the second of my editor's desk columns. Uh, talking this time about the Clorox advertising uh, fiasco, if you want to think of about it that way. The idea that a thermometer maker was selling aggregated uh, zip code, zip code, basically telling Clorox which zip codes had high fevers uh, without passing along actual user information, and whether that's a problem or not. And I, I talk a lot in these about how the story is reported. Uh, so check that out if you're at the $5 level and above at patreon.com slash DTNS. If you have feedback for us, we'd love to hear it. Our email address is a great way to do it. Feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. If you'd like to join us live, we'd love to have you. We're live Monday through Friday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. Find out more. Tell a friend. DailyTechNewsShow.com slash live. Back tomorrow with Apple's announcements and more. And our guest, Allison Sheridan. Talk to you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at FrogPants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs) Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys with good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024.